The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Metal Edge editor Jerry Miller. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? This is an award-winning episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 648, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Yeah, but this is Aaron. <laughs> butchered that, and that's going to set the tone for the night. But good news, dear listeners. I may have butchered that, but I'm not going to butcher this. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. That's probably what I need in my mug instead of the beer that I'm drinking, which we'll talk about later. But T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com, True Cult Coffee, the most metal, the blackest, the hottest coffee you can buy. Subscribe today on the website because not only will you not run out of coffee, but you'll get not one, but two some months, even a surprise, sometimes sometimes three. Sometimes. But you never know. So head out to the website today. Check out what they got going on. All kinds of different roasts. Um, I promise you they're going to have something that's going to trip your fancy. Because I'm not a coffee guy. And I tried it, wow, three years ago now. It was oh, 2018. Wow. Three years yeah. ago now. I can't I can't believe that we've, you know, we've known the True Cult Coffee people for that long. Sean's a great guy mm-hmm. over there. And, um, yeah, like this, this is just, uh, it's, it's something we believe in here. You know, I'm not a coffee guy, but I tried it cause I, I just, I don't like hawking something if I haven't tried it, even if it's not something I do. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I had it at my buddy's house cause he is a coffee guy. So I left it there cause I knew they'd drink it. Um, but like we, you know, we had it, we did our filming, we made recipes. We, we did our little commercial with the different radioactive metal recipes we made up and um, then we, you know, then we ended up having it with breakfast the next morning. It was so good. 
And and like I said, I'm not a coffee guy. Now, when I do drink my coffee, I take my coffee black. You know, black is your soul. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's how it goes, right? So, trvekvltcoffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's going mm. on, Snowman? Well, myself, we're doing things a little bit differently. It's a Saturday as we're doing this, and it's the true Cavalt coffee that I'm going to be getting into tonight because um, I figured, you know, Saturday night's all right for fighting and partying and all, and all that. But I think I think when we, you know, when we're all done here, I think uh, Mrs. Snowy and I were going to sit down and enjoy some movies up on Shutter or Netflix, find something, something cool. So I'm not imbibing tonight with my usual lemmies and all that. Looking forward just to kick in back and all that, but that doesn't mean that we are not in one hell of a great mood. Unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's unfortunately, you know, every once in a while, dude, I don't mind kind of like when we don't have a creature feature or a guest in stu- in studio, okay, I kind of call that a night off where we can just kind of kick back and just you and I hang out and talk about music and play some uh, wicked tunes. So that's kind of what we are doing today, tonight, and especially with, uh, you know, as you've no doubt read by now, the uh, the annual Juno Awards are going to be upon us, which are the Canadian edition or the, the canadian idea of the grammys and of course the uh the metal hard music album of the year is have been the, the nominees have been announced so we're going to sit down we're going to dissect that play our will and should game and just have a grand old time doing that and all of our usual segments to start us off with that in honor of true cobalt coffee we're going to kick things off with our mandatory metal segments and it was just recently announced via the vinyl version from seeing red records and our good buddies at wise blood records are going to be handling the cassette version of caskets opens concrete realms of pain okay okay i gave that a spin really cool stuff so for this week's mandatory metal we're gonna go with caskets open with riding on rotting horses Wearing his crown, most suffering. Ah! 
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, hey, dude, what's going on? Well, man, this is another one of those weeks where I'm like, what the hell did I do this week? So <clears throat> I, I I know I listen to music. I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, <laughs> I, I really like I, I really can't. Like, I'm like, what did I do this week? Like this week, dude, I worked. I think I worked a normal day Monday, and then the rest of the week I was working until like eight nine o'clock at night every night. Wow! Which is nice because I work at home, but um, I, I had this project that just had a really tight deadline, so I had to get it built, had to get feedback on it, had to get it in front of people, had to get changes made, and then Friday I thought I was you know going to have like a, maybe a couple of minor changes. <laughs> they get there and they're like, um, "We need you to add something." And like, oh, yeah, it doesn't exist yet either. So you're going to have to fabricate it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I just pulled this. Okay. That's not the usual shit that comes out of my ass. Like, what are you expecting me to do? Yeah. Well, the, the the good news is I pulled it off, you know. Right on. Um, and it's a, a surprisingly faster than I thought I could. I really thought it was going to be harder. Um, and I mean, you know, like for anyone who doesn't know, rock has the, um, the graphic skills on this show mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I definitely do not, but I dabble and I, I couldn't believe that I was able to like edit this photograph the way we needed to edit it. I'm like, Oh, I just totally mocked that up. So yeah, 
that, that that's 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 that thing. But I'll tell you what I did do today in in my nerddom. Um, well, one, I found out, and uh, my my heart goes out to everyone in Canada because Godzilla versus Kong will only be available in theaters in Canada, and it will mm-hmm. not be streamed, which is a bummer for you guys. Which I I feel like that's just like a load of horse hockey, right? Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, how hard could it be? Like, if you're getting the rights to to U.S., how hard could the rights to streaming something in Canada be? Like, I just some of this is mind boggling. Well, and the thing is, like, you can also. I I feel like it's fairly easy to figure out how locked down the country is if you do a couple Google searches, like different Mm -hmm. countries, and. You know, if you have a province where no theaters are open, wouldn't you rather stream it? Even if you make it available as like a rental stream on Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think like when uh, we were doing first run movies, Amazon was had them for like 20 bucks. I'm like, right. 20, 20 bucks for like a first run for one time. That's not bad, you know, compared to like a normal three or four buck rental. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that that was a bummer. Um, So, you know. If if Canadian travel is open, hit me up. You guys can come down here and join us in the theater. <laughs> um, but then, so today I was looking for something to watch on Disney while I was cooking. And I found a new series. Have you seen uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I have. It debuted as we speak last night. Of course, it's all part of the Marvel Universe and all yeah. that. And we loved it. Yeah, we it's. You know, that's going to be a thing for us, you know, just like WandaVision was every Friday, every weekend. As soon as we get to it, you know, we're going to look forward to a new episode. So, yeah, we checked it out. Great stuff. I still haven't watched WandaVision yet. I feel like I need to sit down and watch that. But You should, yes. So, since you've seen The Winter Soldier and The Falcon or The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, um, I I, I tell you, like, I, I like the story. I really like where it's going. I did not see them bring in somebody else to be the Captain America um, character. Um, I didn't see that coming. I yeah, they're obviously going somewhere with that. That's not just going to be. Oh, look, it's the new, it's the new Cap. Like yeah. it's 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 going to be just you know that's a villain coming in or something. We're going to see where yeah. it's where it's where it's going. Yes. That's not go. He's not replacing Steve Rogers. Well, I really want to see Sam pick up the mantle. And I I love that they had him and Rhodey in there talking about why he didn't. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably going to be the major theme of this series. Mm Because they're even calling it a miniseries, right? So I am hoping that it's a few things and that, you know, at the end of it, we see Sam take up the shield. That's Mm -hmm. what I want to see. Definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, just like the other series. Like, I love it when other characters from the MCU show up. Like when we saw Brody, like, yeah, I kind of marked out right away. It's oh, like, yeah. yes, okay, there's the first one. Who else are we going to see? You know, in the next eight weeks or whatever. Just, just like with Wandavision, I won't tell you who showed up, but uh, I kind of marked out. You know, for uh, for all of the. Uh, other MCUers that that showed up for that. So, and that's always been one of the strong 
points of the of the MCU, even into even with the the DCEU and all that. Who's who's going to show up in this movie? Yeah, you know who's <laughs> who's who's going to be the villain? Who's going to be you know who's who's going to show up at the end? It's just like when they announce this band's going on tour. Okay, great, I love that band. Who's the support act now? <laughs> right, right. And you know, like you have me. Like what? What else? And there are times where they'll they'll announce, okay, band X is on tour. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll go see them. Whatever. But the support act is band Y and Z. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> okay, <laughs> like there. I think I think as music fans, we've all been there. We've gone to shows specifically for the support. Oh, we, oh, dude, I know I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so. know I have, man. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, yeah, by by all means, yeah, Falcon and the Snow and the Snowman. See, I was having see? this conversation with my wife the other day. They're calling it Falcon and the Winter Soldier as an homage to Falcon and the Snowman. <sighs> I got nothing. I was trying to come up with oh. something witty there. Oh, but I'm like, darn it! <laughs> nothing. Like nothing. I just, it's I just, just blanked. I'm sorry, it's, but it's it's my own fuck up. I've I've called it the last couple of days. I've called yeah. it Falcon in the Snowman so many times. You know, oh, oh, oh well. So the only other thing I got going on here is this new beer uh, called Liquid Metal Holy Goat. Oh, why are they, why, okay, you get all these, I don't have any of these awesome sounds, like you had one man mosh pit last week. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have any of these, the only cool beer I've ever had up here in our local liquor shops is, uh, is Trooper Beer, that's it. I feel like once this craziness is all over, like, when you make it down to the States for Metal Fest, I will purposely find like a craft beer place and you and oh. I are going to go and like try all these crazy ass beers. Mm-hmm. That'll be our thing. But, ooh, I, th- I think we should. Dropping stuff here. But anyway, um, that's all I got. So, you know. 14 years later, we're still doing this. I know, man. That's crazy. That's it. That's it, A-R-K. Well, myself, speaking of movies and all that, this past week, I went to the movies, checked out some cool films on uh, on Netflix and on um, and on YouTube, even. Okay, all of there's been a lot of hype and a lot of going back and forth and all that about a really cool movie on Netflix called Moxie. Have you heard or read anything about this? No. Okay, it's it's a new it, it's a new Netflix film where it's based in it's it's based around this young high school girl. She's about sixteen years old, and she starts noticing a lot of sexism and chauvinism, you know, within her high school, particularly about towards the football team and the way girls are spoken to about and the way the principal who is who was a female and how the principal is handling you know all of the sexual harassment and 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 sexism and all that as it turns out this one young lady's mother okay was one of the original riot girls of the early 90s oh wow okay okay and she stumbles upon her mother's old leather jacket all of her old music 
And her mother did a fanzine, a feminist riot girl fanzine called Moxie. Okay, so now this young lady has taken it upon herself to recreate Moxie and hand out this free fanzine in her school to fight sexism within it. And it's like, oh, yeah, like this is this is I'm all for this because this is something that I could have seen little Snowy doing when she was in high school. Oh, hell yeah. Because she was this that that was her, you know, <laughs> you know, which that's I like to think she learned all of that from her dad. Like my my daughter was. A riot girl and the punkest chick you're ever going to meet without ever having any connection to the music and all that. Wicked, wicked soundtrack, too. The, the, one of the main songs from there was um, from the band Bikini Kill, one of those original riot girls bands, you know, from, the, from the, that whole riot girl sound and scene from Seattle in the early 90s. You had L7, Seven Year Bitch, Bratmobile, and Bikini Kill. Their song, uh, Rebel Girl, yeah. face was, uh, was featured prominently in, uh, in that movie. To which the next day, kind of when I was in the record shop, it kind of inspired me when I saw the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Bikini Kill album featuring that song, okay, which is kind of a um, a compilation, you know, probably if there's some of their greatest hits or whatever, and then a lot of really cool live songs like White Boy, Jigsaw Youth, George Bush is a pig. <laughs> okay, I love I love that. And of course, the aforementioned Rebel Girl. So that that was really cool. Maybe on the other side, while still, um, I wouldn't exactly call this a very feminist movie, but don't tell that to Wendy Williams because the following night, I found uh, Reform School Girls on on YouTube. You will remember the movie Reform School Girls. Yes. okay that was that was one of those movies where they tried to convince us i don't know how old wendy williams from the plasmatics was in 1987 when that movie came out but she was not a teenager (laughs) okay yeah certainly neither were any of those girls and basically reform school girls was a um kind of an homage a throwback to those 70s 60s 70s exploitation films the the caged heat the girls in prison yeah type type movies and all that and i really dug this movie as a teenager like t- taking out all the nudity and all of that it was fucking wendy o williams like in a movie like what 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 metalhead isn't digging that you know so that was, it was campy, it was it was schlocky, but the soundtrack was fantastic. Like I said, with 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 Wendy O. Williams and all that, and I just ah, I need to find that on DVD now because um, f- trying to find it on VHS back then in Canada was was like pulling teeth. 
So me and a couple of my metalhead and punk buddies, we kind of got the two VCRs. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> but we kind of we kind of put the got the two VCRs and put them together, and we recorded Reform School Girls that way, you know, just so we could have a copy of it and all that. And you know, when we had when I was when I spoke of um, that metal priestesses podcast that and i'm i'm still enjoying the the new season about it and they were speaking to uh west west beach from the plasmatics and her him talking about how the first time he met wendy williams okay she was in the bathtub (laughs) okay they invited him up to the hotel you know he's gonna be the new bassist and all that and he introduced himself. Yeah, you know, I have, but I haven't met, I haven't met Wendy yet. And, you know, who, I can't remember who was their manager or whatever she said. Well, she's in the bathtub. And then you could hear, he went on saying, I could hear Wendy saying, I'm in here. Come on in. Wow. Okay. So the first <laughs> time West Beach met Wendy Williams, she was buck ass naked in the tub. And it was like nothing to her. You know, <laughs> now imagine, okay, us doing an interview. Okay. Yeah, we got to, you're talking to whoever. All right. But we have to do it in the hotel for time reasons. Now, I've done yeah. interviews in hotel rooms and all that. Fine. Imagine that. Okay. <laughs> the first time we go to interview someone and. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in the bathtub. Come on in. We'll do it in here. And she's just like naked in the bathtub. And like trying to keep your composure. Like just putting aside the fact that okay, obviously I'm really in into this band. It's cool hanging out with her, and she's naked and all that. Yeah. Just not even like take take the sex out of it. Just the awkwardness. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if if I knew, like, like if the manager said, hey, she's going to be in the bathtub, like, you know, when you guys do the interview, because that's how she likes to relax for a show or something like that. Or even mm-hmm. if it's a dude, it's like, listen, before the show to get his vocals ready, he likes to like, you know, relax in a warm bath. You're going to do the interview in the bathroom. I'm like, okay. You know, I could mentally prepare myself, but to like right. walk in <laughs> and be like, oh yeah, no, she's in the bathroom. And then I'd, I'd assume like she's in a robe doing her hair, right? right? Like, you know, so, so that, that would take a minute to like, you know, put on your game face and be like, okay, I can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a story I would be sharing with with Mrs. Snowy and female friends and all that. Yeah, I interviewed this person when she was naked in the tub. Yeah, I don't think that would go over. I don't think that would go over too well with everyone. Um, couple, I took a, actually a couple trips to the record store earlier this week. I uh, hit up a couple secondhand record shops and grabbed some cool vinyl, which I have in my hot little fist. The debut record from from Kickaxe, the classic uh, Vices record, which I've had over the years on cassette and all that. I just needed, I just when I found it on vinyl, good good condition, cool price. Okay, I'll grab it. 
I also grabbed a vinyl copy of the Deep Purple comeback record in 80... In the late 80s, their Perfect Strangers record. Grabbed a copy of of that. Yeah, yeah. As well, Girl School Screaming Blue Murder. I grabbed a copy of that on vinyl, which uh, really cool stuff. Okay, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of when it's getting on later in the 80s and you can kind of tell they were adopting more of an 80s sound as a po- or at least a later 80s you know as opposed to like the new wave of british heavy metal sound that girls school had those first couple records and all it's still good stuff really good stuff including a cover of zz top's tush so yeah yeah it's an album i probably should have had a long time ago and as well okay remember a couple weeks ago i picked up a um a, a, a vinyl copy of some of the episodes of the old Lone Ranger uh, radio show. Oh, yeah, dude. I found one. <laughs> Walt Disney presents Four Adventures of Zorro. No. It kind of the same idea. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's the exact same thing here. I'm going to pull it. I got it in my hand. I'm going to pull it out of the vinyl or out, out of the plastic. And inside inside the the gatefold and all that it's there's there's the storybook along with it the the cartoon story or the 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 drawing storybook with it and all that when i posted it on uh on facebook which i was you know i go on my facebook and post a picture with uh with my good buddy stay puffed and all that I our good buddy those. Yeah, yeah, our good buddy Rock, our former host on the Radioactive Metal here, he responded by saying, dude, I had that exact Zorro record when I was a kid. Oh, that's killer. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ah, never let the old stories die. Like, that's, you know, that's my, <laughs> my, my opinion. I love new... Buck Rogers stuff, New Flash Gordon, Zorro, Lone Ranger, all these great stories and all that. Never let them die. Like, Dude, I'm totally see. with you, man. And and I'm so sick and tired of like people our age when you say something like, oh, the kids aren't aren't going to know that. Kids aren't going to know that. Dude, when I was like the age of the kids, they say that they don't know. I knew all sorts of shit about stuff that was before my time because – we didn't have the internet, so you listen to people and you did stuff. Now with Google, there's not a fucking thing you shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And if you say, "Well, I don't know what that is," okay, good, Google it. Yeah, right. <clears throat> good luck. Let me know. Uh-huh. Let me know. Catch up to me. Because <laughs> uh, I um, I I made a reference in a project I was working on, um, uh, to Harrison Ford, and somebody's like, "Well, nobody's going to know who Harrison Ford is." What? And, and, well, that's that's what I, they're like. <laughs> oh no, these young kids, they don't know who that is. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Because I was just thinking of like Harrison Ford. I, I was honestly, when I thought of that, I was thinking more of like the later Harrison Ford stuff. Like, um, damn it. What was uh, Air Force One? Like in Six Days, mm-hmm. Seven Nights. Like those kind of movies. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess nobody's going to know those. But then I was talking with, with some other people about the project. Like, dude, Star Wars. Everyone's going to know who that is. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like everybody should know who. Like, no, like what the hell? Like, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like you have to know these, you know, and some someday 
Indiana Jones, like if it's not already now, is going to be spoken in the spoken in the same breath as classic characters like Zorro, like the Lone Ranger, like the Shadow. The Shadow you know? knows. <laughs> the Shadow knows, you know. Definitely, definitely. Today, earlier today, before we get into some records that came across my desk, I went out Saturday afternoon, gorgeous day. I hit, not only did I want to hit up the record shops, but I wanted to hit the magazine stands as well. Last episode, we had a special guest host, one Aaron Price on and he, he's a fun time. I can't wait to have was, him back on. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. He is one of the scribes for Fistful of Metal magazine, a relatively new magazine. Like, go back to like we we went into in, in depth and all that last episode, but it's a relatively new magazine. They're only on their second issue, and I really wanted a copy of this, but I read on the interwebs that the first issue was sold out i didn't see it on my newsstands anywhere because you know the the virus has been wreaking havoc still haven't got my second issue of 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 disciple but you got your first i got my first i'm still waiting on the second i think we're still kind of a month back well my usual independent usual independent mom and shop mom and pop shop where i like to buy my magazines didn't have fistful of metal yet and i'm thinking oh no i missed out the first issue oh shit okay what i'm gonna have to do is just start from the second one Okay, I'm going to have to bite the bullet. I'm going to have to go to one of the big chains like Chapters or McNally Robinson. I imagine you have those in the U.S. and all that. See if those are available. So what's what's the mag called again? You said Fistful of Metal? Fistful of Metal, yes. We're going to find it for you. Well, you don't worry about it because issue number one is in my hot little fist. No way. That's I, awesome. I found it. I found it today. I was so excited. Last, last week, Mr. Price was telling me, oh, I might have to talk to my editor and get him to send you a copy, see if there's any lane around the office. Because, like I said, they announced that it was sold out. Oh, yeah. And I, I found it. Oh, Rock yes, on. Yes. I, it was like $16. <laughs> oh, oh, these American are these these you know these imported magazines have been killing me since metal forces back in 1984 because you know as we mentioned last episode you know like because they're imported they're always going to be more expensive yeah imports here are normally 20 bucks oh yeah after taxes like a copy of fistful okay and then on top of that made by the same company that we spoke about this magazine as well last episode, I grabbed the new Down for Life as well. Big cover story of Minor Threat on it, you know, as well as as, as well as Drop Dead, S.O.D., Napalm Death, and all that. That's 16 bucks as well. So, like, I just dropped $30 on two magazines, which is well worth it. This, man, this Fistful of, Met- Fistful of Metal magazine. Okay, Motorhead on the cover. Okay, 
as well. Raven, Armored Saint, Diamond Head, Primitive Man, Enslaved, Skeletal Remains, uh, Sac Sacred Reich. I'm just kind of look looking at the covers. Okay, all of these bands, and there's then there's a bunch more, but all of these bands that I just mentioned, all radioactive metal alum. At one point or another, we've had them on this show. So I was really marking out when I saw both of those on the racks. Before we get on to some cool tunes, I did go record shopping as well. One of my all-time favorite movies and soundtracks is Return of the Living Dead. Dude, I saw that one on your Instagram. That sweet-looking yes. vinyl, man. <laughs> you saw it today. I oh yeah, wait. I couldn't wait to post it. I have this. I have the original vinyl pressing back from 1984. Okay, I have it on CD. I have it on cassette. I have the movie memorized. I've met Linnea Quigley. You know this who starred in this movie. Like this movie is. I, I'm looking at the big poster in my office right in front of me. Like this movie is. You know. One of my one of my all time favorites. When I saw this special edition vinyl in clear, blood splattered, you know, so vinyl cool. and all that, so I like, oh my god! I and I know part of me was like, okay, I'm gonna drop a pretty penny for this, okay, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get home. You know, I don't want Mrs. Snowy like, oh my god, well, how much did you spend on something that you already have and all that? She took one look at that purdy vinyl, <laughs> you know, and she marked out, you know, because that's one of the things that we do. She doesn't really care too much when I bring home these gorgeous vinyls and all that. We open it up together and, you know, like she she gets she gets all excited when there's something re really cool and all that. It's just it's just something we do. So, yeah, she got really excited and all that. So. Oh, oh, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack. It's just, it's still one of my all-time fav favorite soundtracks with the Cramps, 45 Grave, TSOL, The Damned, Rocky Erickson. It's just, oh, I want definitely one of the all-time greats with everything. Let's get on with some tunage here as well. Um... A, a rather new, unique compilation from Texas Legends Hellstar came across my desk. Their new release, Clad in Black, is available now. Um, it's basically a, uh, a compilation from some of their recent singles in between albums, as well as some cool cover songs and Side B is their 19, or their 2016 release, Vampiro. Yeah, so if you're a fan of Hellstar, you missed out on that record. Okay, here's your chance. Go go out, grab Clad in Black just for all of the goodness on that. As well, um, Hamilton Meddler's Depths of Hatred have just dropped a new record from uh, Prosthetic Records. I can't wait till they come through town and... Uh, we have them on the show as well. That's um, that was their their new record is uh, called Inheritance. I was cranking that this week 
really enjoying that. So let's get to a couple of those awesome tunes from the new Hellstar, from the legendary Hellstar, from Clad in Black. This is Dark Dark Incarnation, Mother of the Night.
Was the aforementioned Canadian meddlers Depths of Hatred, their new record Inheritance that was fastidious imitation. Great stuff, great stuff. Like I said, I can't wait till those boys uh, get here once again crossing Canada because I remember we had them on. They came through. Who did they come? Oh, they came through town. With another great like like minded metal death metal band and all that and it was just it was a fantastic evening spoke to both bands and all that and now now with depth signed on the prosthetic wow good stuff good stuff looking forward to hearing a lot more from these good Canadian boys speaking of good Canadian boys. 
This year's 2000, well, this is, that's kind of redundant, but <laughs> the 2021 Juno Awards have been announced. And for, if you're relatively new listeners, I know our longtime listeners will know, you know, where every year we're always talking about the Junos, particularly the Metal Hard Music Album of the Year Award. What basically the Junos are are the Canadian equivalent of the Grammys. And that's obviously of interest to us here on the show because, you know, like I'm I'm Canadian. A lot of the, I think, out of the eight co-hosts that we've had on throughout the, sh- throughout the show, I think only yourself... Kareem and Big Willie were the only Americans and the rest, you know, of the rest of us were all all Canadian. So like myself, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of that, um, I keep forgetting to mention on the show, Rock is now officially a U.S. citizen. Yes, yes. Horns up to our former co-host Rock, who is now, you know, he was born in the Montreal area. You know, he... He defected to the U.S. Year, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> he defected to the U.S. years ago and officially became an American citizen. He is a huge Captain America fan. Yeah. Right? That's sort of how, how why, when he was replacing the original co-host with me, I said, okay, well, who is this guy? Why are we having him on the show and all that? Well, it turns out he's a big metalhead. And he does this Captain America podcast. Oh, the life and times of Cap of Captain America and all that. Oh, okay, so he does something. Okay, great. Let's have him on. And the rest is history. So it was, I knew why this Canadian boy was a big Captain America fan. I don't know, but it's still cool and all that. So when he said he's got his American citizenship, I... Got a hold of him right away, and I said, "You realize I have to call you Cap from now on." Oh right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's mandatory. It definitely, it it definitely is. And I like to, since we were talking about the whole MCU and all that, one of the things that I like to tease Mrs. Snowy with is how Thor's Mjolnir hammer, yeah, Mjolnir, yeah, only the, the worthy can lift it so i like to well i like to bug my wife by saying yeah there's so few of us that are actually able to lift millier you know like cap i guess clark kent vision did it and myself like there's so few of us that would be able to do that it's just like i (sighs) totally thought this was going to go a different direction you were going to tell me you call your penis more near ah oh oh okay henceforth you're you're going you're going to be getting some hate mail from the missus. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm the one who put this thought in your head though. Ah, ah. <laughs> you're you're going to be getting some texts, some messages. <laughs> you motherfucker. You know what he said last night? <laughs> <laughs> oh hell. I really can't believe that I'm the one to put that thought in your head though. Ah, ah, I, oh, I lost I lost so many geek points. 
right there. That's pretty damn funny. But, so back to the original point, though. So, you know, Rock and I are talking about, like, oh, he's a U.S. citizen. I'm like, dude, that's great. You know, he's talking about how emotional it is. He's like, yeah, now I can vote. And I, my first response was, yeah, welcome to that shit show. Like, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, not something to look forward to until until we get jello on the uh on the ballad that's something that we have to do I, dude i i feel like if we could get all like all of the old punk and hardcore guys from like the late 70s through like mid 80s right like, like you know i mean picture getting like jello getting rollins getting um Vinny Oh, Vinny Stigma. It's another good one. Ian Mackay, right? Mm -hmm. All the misfits. (laughs) Yes. Like, like, picture, just picture that lineup. There we are. That'll get shit done. That'll straighten that country out. It would, and we'd have some of the best music. Finally, (laughs) you know. Yeah, Yeah, but who's 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 okay? But having corrupt politicians and all that have created such great music. What what punk band is going to be calling out Jello? Is going to be calling out Vinny or or Ian? Like none, none, because the country would be smoothing along. Would we would be moving along nice and smooth and all that? Well, so that might so actually. I, I think it would shift then to national. I, I think we see more, like more national activism, right? So you see people writing about other countries. Like I, I feel like, like the music here would shift to be activism for like what's going on in Hong Kong, or or the Tibetan freedom stuff that goes on. Well, yeah, it would have to be international. Yeah. Well, uh, but anyway, yeah. I digress. Back to um, the Junos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a little sidetrack. Got a little sidetrack, but that's okay. That's okay. This year's the the 2021 Juno Award for the Metal Hard Music Album of the Year nominees have been announced, and it's a it's a pretty impressive uh, list here. If you kind of want to pull them up, have you have you pulled them up? Have you got them? I got it right here. Right, right on, right on. Because one of the things that we always like to do on this show, when when it comes to these award ceremonies, and like, uh, like apparently the Grammys this year had their lowest uh, lowest viewership like ever. I just I just feel all of these awards, like they're always announcing, okay, the Emmys this year lowest viewership ever. The 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 uh, the Academy Awards, lowest lowest viewership ever. It's just going down and down and down. And I totally understand why. People are just getting uh, dis- disenfranchised about the whole idea of giving out these awards and all that. Well, and and I mean, th- let's, let's go back to the original Grammy fuck-up. <laughs> We're going to introduce the metal category. <laughs> yes. Metallica's up for time. a Grammy. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, every single metalhead feels validated. Like, yes! Finally! <laughs> and it goes to Jethro Tull. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are, you, yeah. are you talking about? And then, like, so this year, and Eddie Chunk had a rant about this, but we lost 
you know, one of the greatest guitarists of mm. all time yes. in October, right? Eddie Van Halen passed away at 65 and the Grammys didn't say anything. Like, how can you deny Van Halen's influence? Like, I, I, I start going back and listening to those old records and I, I heard some stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, Metallica lifted this riff. You know, and then I heard something else. I'm like, oh, no, this band lifted this riff. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, I, I you know, like, like I, I knew all the hits. I knew all the poppy stuff. But when you start getting into the deep cuts, it's like, oh, wow. Like, like there's there's a lot of stuff there, man. So they didn't say a word, right? You're going to have a metal category. You've got this hard rock or whatever. You don't say a word about the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Like, there's probably not a guitarist on any recording that they mentioned this year that doesn't idolize Eddie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, like just like, what the hell? You know, and then like the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, I don't know if they've done anything, but God damn it, they better. Like, there oh, yeah. better be an Eddie, Eddie Van Halen exhibit plan this year. A you wing. Know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, because little, I mean. Little, yeah, well, like his, like the famous red and white guitar. Like should be encased in glass. Yeah. Yeah, and on 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 display. Like have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, I have not. All right. In the in the early days, they used to have the Jimi Hendrix Theater, which I thought was insane. They had like this twenty minute film of Hendrix that just looped, and it was some of the most amazing live concert footage I've seen of any guitarist in my life, right? And like Rightly so. I don't think there's a guitarist alive that can't, you know, be like, no, Jimmy took her to another level. But, you know, for me, and, and you know, I'm, I'll beat this flag till the day I die. But, like, for me, Jimmy was taking what Chuck Berry did, right? And he's like, oh, no, I can take this to another level. Well, then you've got Eddie that takes what Jimmy did and said, okay, the bar's raised. Here we go. You know, like, like. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy's the guy that pioneered the dive bombs and all that stuff and doing things that guitars and effects were never meant to do. And Eddie took all of that and took it to a whole other level. Like, he is just as important as Hendrix in rock and roll guitar. You know, to, to be mm-hmm. overlooked is just insane bullshit. Definitely, definitely. And musicians have come out and given their displeasure like come on like it's 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 eddie van halen so going so far as and this is a good canadian boy in chris jericho the the vocalist of fozzy and the aew pro wrestler and all and that fellow winnipegger and fellow winnipegger yeah yeah he's gone on and said look fuck you grammys like don't even think of nominating fozzy for anything you know, you know what that has to do with with us, and it's like, okay, that's that's fair. I can understand why he would be pissed. You know, I understand why. You know, the music, why you know, aggressive music, or even even you you don't even have to be into hard rock and metal or anything like that to to fully appreciate Van Halen. Like before, I discovered Van Halen. Before I went metal full time, you know, like they just Van Halen just kind of came along with the ride. 
with me. Yeah. Uh, and like to to this day, to this day, when people, you know, some new normie finds out that I'm a Van Halen fan, they're like, what? But you listen to all that stuff like how can you like van halen i'm like oh, how can God. you not how can you, know? you not <laughs> that's right that's right it's called it's called being diverse yeah open your <laughs> mind before your mouth but anyway back to the junos <laughs> we're taking a lot of tangents tonight folks that's okay. Well, we we got a lot of shit to talk first before we, we do before we actually so, get to it. Uh, how have the Junos been like? Like as far as an award show, has it been as bad as the way stuff's dropping off here in the states, or are the Junos still relevant? Um, you know what? I, I've I haven't watched them myself. You know, like the just these ceremonies in general. It's been a while since I was watching any of them like if if the junos were part of the main or if if the medal category was part of the main ceremony you know which will be may 16th you know on on cbc um in toronto um if they were part of that main broadcast maybe had one of the bands play and all that, then I would tune in. Then I would tune in. But basically, like they have, they have the category the before the the day before the big show. You know, they have like a banquet and they give out. You know, they give the nominees and the winner is this. Come get your trophy now. Fuck off. Basically, that's yeah. You know, that's the metal hard music cat category. So it's it's kind of hard for me to get psyched as well now, now i've seen some of the other nominees and all that and i'm like okay for best artist best band and all that r- record of the year and it's like justin bieber and the weekend and it's like I, I i got no connection to all of this crap there's one category you know that means anything to me so it's just it's hard to get up for it you know just like the super bowl halftime show i don't think i've ever tuned into to one of those when you when you give me something you know then i'll tune in i don't think i've watched the grammy since 2004 well it's yeah it's got a bit of a yeah uh, so are you ready to go yes. over all of the nominees in the Juno Award for the Metal Hard Music Album of the Year, starting with the new Annihilator, Ballistic Sadistic. Okay, like there's there's a band. They're one of they they are like Canadian metal OG band for sure. Like Annihilator, go back. Yeah, they didn't really catch on big time. Until the late 80s with the Alice in Hell album and all that. But Jeff Waters had been kicking around doing the demo thing, you know, during the heyday and all that. So Annihilator, like, you can put them in the same same breath as the Sacrifice, the Razor, the Voivod and all that. They were hard rock and metal bands, you know, before that mid to late 80s time period. But that that was when, like, with that group of artists, that that really 
the Canadian metal scene exploded and Annihilator were definitely a part of that. So it would be cool if at some point Annihilator won something. Cataclysm, Unconquered, has been announced. The of uh, Nuclear Blast, we've had Cataclysm on before. I'm sure we've had them on again. Great. Like, they're, they're, that's Canadian death metal royalty. Yeah. At, at this point protest the hero okay um their independently released record when did they lose their record deal like that doesn't doesn't make sense well, because this they, this band is huge in canada yeah i was gonna ask about that one too i'm like huh that's kind of interesting yeah yeah i'm not too familiar with their stuff like Ninja Cat Productions, you know, who I volunteer here in Winnipeg, they we've we've brought them in. I've helped move their gear in and all that, but I had to take off that evening and I wasn't able to stick around for the show. And honestly, I don't have any of their records. I'm not too familiar with their stuff. It's kind of just like a, a modern aggressive metal. That's the best way, you know, that I can uh I can describe it. Unleash the Archers, their new album Abyss, available from Napalm Records. We've had we've had Unleash the Archers just a couple years ago. Last time they came through town, we had the chat with vocalist Brittany Slays, who she's a total sweetheart. You know, there's like no ego to her. So exciting, just so she just. Well, just loves what she's doing loved just chatting with the press and all that and it's just ah just a fantastic you know straight up power metal band as well definitely deserves it and vile creature as well their glory glory apathy took helm available with prosthetic records this is this is definitely this this shows the diversity okay because you have Old school thrash with Annihilator. You have new school death metal with with Cataclysm. You have you know the modern aggressive metal with Protest the Heroes. Good old power metal with Unleash the Archers and Vile Creatures. Okay, who also have and uh, you know this isn't you know female fronted. Okay, I'm not going there with that. I'm just I'm pointing that out because it just shows that we're accepting you know we're giving we're giving the ladies the equality they deserve we're 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 nominating unleash the archers and vile creature not featuring such and such and so and so in the band and vile creature they have that doomy that that doomy sound as well so great list here and a uh and very diverse as well. And probably we've never played Protest the Hero on the show, but we've had Cataclysm on. We've had Unleash the Archers. Uh, we'll have we'll have Vile Creature on sometime. We've as never had Annihilator well. on this show. I don't think so. Wow. No, no. That w- oh, oh yes, yes, we have. We never okay. had Jeff. We never had Jeff Waters on. We had, oh, I forget the young fella's name. He came through town in one of his own bands. 
oh shit what the hell are they called uh on this spot here not yeah we never had waters on we have had one of his other guitarists on oh i'm gonna kick myself uh when it kind of dawns on me and all that so yeah yeah radioactive metal we do a good job covering all of these one of the things that we like to do on this show is play our little game that we call for the lack of a better term will and should who will win this category but who we think should win and it always it always it's it's always pretty interesting i will say before we get on to this speaking about winning and and all that when we did the grammys okay i picked body count to win and my yeah. idea my idea behind that is because it's not just metalheads okay like up here in canada with the junos i believe you have you have um judges that are versed in every category you know like you 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 have people within the industry they're voting on the category that they know best i believe that's how it goes up up here with the junos down i think with the grammys it's just they they're not segregated every everyone just votes for in every category and all that so like if you don't know anything about metal okay you're probably going to vote for whatever band that you know and of course everyone knows who ice t is and of course Bob, body count was that controversial band in the early 90s with the cop killer thing and you know ice t fantastic which is a great record yeah <laughs> yeah um of course ice t actor on tv i what was he on what was his show i it was like one of the um special the, the crime yeah, shows. I, uh, yeah. law and order law and order that, yes yeah. something true crime yeah law and order know. Okay. Show. <laughs> okay, just goes to show how much, you know, American TV I'm actually... Well, my mom <laughs> knew who he was because of that. Right, right. See, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying, you know? So that, my, you know, Snowy the Metal Soothsayer, made his prediction came true, just go, going by that, in Body Count won this year's grammys this is it's going to be a little different here this this is kind of this is kind of tough trying to trying to pick pick a winner who do you think um will win out of these so i'm torn between cataclysm and annihilator Mm -hmm. i i feel like it's going to be annihilator I, i feel like they're going to win and I can't even tell you why I feel that. I think they're just due. I, I don't think they've, like, they're probably the biggest band on on this, in in this list. I think, while that might not, with, with, with the voting for the Junos, that, you know, popularity isn't necessarily a factor. But I think 
the voters might be saying, okay, they've never won a Juno yet, you know, and I think they've been nominated a couple times now. They're definitely due, you know, and I think I think that might influence some of the voting in it. So you know what? I'm I'm going to agree that I'm going to make the prediction as well that Annihilator will win win this. Who do you just as a fan? Who do you think should? I see. I also think I uh, like Annihilator should, but again, I'm torn between them and Cataclysm. Oh, okay. Flip a coin. <laughs> I, I I think I'm going to go with Annihilator. Okay, will and should Annihilator. Okay, okay. For me, me personally, like I haven't heard the new Annihilator yet, and all that. And like I said, I don't really know much about Protest the Heroes. I do like, I do like that new vile creature, and all that. And I'm I'm one for the underdogs. You know what I mean? Like I'm always when I watch. When I like who who when you're watching a sports movie, okay, and the underdog makes the big comeback, you know, like if you don't have that lump in your throat, like when when they do that, like ah, do you even have a soul? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I, I think most most people, you know, so definitely the uh, the underdogs will be vile creature. And unleash the archers, which, like I said, uh, great. Both both bands, fantastic. Um, but I am going. To, I would really like to see Vile Creature take it. There, because they're just out of all these bands, they're they're probably the most out there and all that. So yeah, yeah, Vile Creatures with Glory, Glory, Apathy took helm. So that's kind of my should. So once again, the um, if you're going to tune in to the awards May 16th on the CBC and I guess internationally, um, cbcmusic.ca slash Junos, you might be able to uh, stream them internationally. Uh, before we get into... Some tunes, as you heard at the top of the hop, we lost one Jerry Miller. She most notably of uh, fame for editing um, the metal. I almost said metal, metal maniacs, kind of out of habit, but um, yeah, she was the editor for Metal Edge magazine. Were you ever a reader of Metal Edge? I feel like we've discussed this. Oh hell Mag- yeah! Maybe even last week. Metal Edge is one of the few magazines that we actually got around here. Ah. Okay, it was very different from a lot. Like me, I I didn't read a lot of Metal Edge because, like, we had Metal Forces, Metal Hammer, Krang, and then later on Metal Maniacs, and that catered more to what I was enjoying, the heavier stuff, the thrash, the, the speed metal. I can't believe that category was actually a thing or that was a subgenre back then. You know, it's just the heavier stuff. Yeah. Metal Edge, okay, for the youngins and all that, they geared more towards the mainstream, particularly the glam, the hair 
metal. See, I remember Metal Edge being more of the heavier stuff and Circus being more of the glam metal. Um, But it's been a hot minute. You know. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. No. Go. Go. Google and go. 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 Google Metal Edge and find covers, and you will see like the a lot of it in the eighties and all that was it was glam, it was glam, and hair circus. They they jumped on you know the hair metal thing in the mid 80s you know with the with uh, when when motley crew poison rat cinderella when those bands exploded then circus went from every sort of rock and roll and pop and all that they went metal full time same time with hit parader as well hit hit parader did everything you know, the hair hair exploded, and they, you know, they started focusing strictly on that scene as well. And I don't know why Cream never did. I don't yeah. think Cream lasted much longer past past the mid '80s, did it? I I don't like Cream was one of those magazines we couldn't get here. Kerrang was a magazine we couldn't get here. And when I say here, I mean Pennsylvania, because that's where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and very rural Pennsylvania at the time. But man, now that I'm looking at these, I'm like, I really remember Metal Edge being harder than this. Because uh, I remember reading Hip Parader. I remember reading Circus. Right. And I'm looking at these Metal Edge covers. I'm like, wow, this really is all glam metal. It, it was. I'm like, it what was. am I remembering? <laughs> maybe, maybe Maniacs? The Sister No, magazine? we never had that here. Oh, okay. I'm right. looking up Hip Parader. I've... Oh, there's I've... David Lee Roth giving the duck face. <laughs> Man, maybe it's Hip Parader, because Hip Parader is way more metal. Uh, okay, yeah. There, there's some poison on the cover, but... Yeah. yeah. Like, hip, you would find... Um, you would probably find more of... Um, straight up metal in hit parader mixed in with with all the hair and you would probably find like i'm talking 80s megadeth metallica anthrax you'd probably find a lot of that um in hit parader as opposed to metal edge um the same the same people that made hit parader for a little while oh what the hell was it called did they they only put it out for about a year they they had a sister magazine. It was and it was all underground stuff. It was all it was all Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, you know the the bigger of the underground metals and all that. What the hell was it called? So that may be what you were thinking about as well. Yeah, you were probably with the heavier stuff and the more like the the Dio's, the Sabbaths, you know, which is still mainstream metal, just not hair. Hit, hit, hit parader kind of gravitated you know towards towards that the hardest as, as part about hedge. that is like it started in 1942 hit parader like, wow i'm googling it trying to find that other thing and it, you know obviously it started with whatever was the the contemporary of that day and then morphed into being mostly like hard rock and metal mm-hmm. and it's just blows my mind like what a change 
and I only know it in the eighties. <laughs> it you know? was, it was. Yeah, yeah. I I say like, hip 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 parader circus went metal the same year I did, full time. Like like I I had copies just as a a regular music fan. I've had I had copies of of Hit Parader, Circus, Cream, you know, and the year I the year I went metal, so did those. It's like they followed me. <laughs> At least that's the story that I'm sticking with. They were kind of keeping a surveillance on me personally because they knew I was the go-to guy. Shall shall we say? And it's like, oh well, if this snowy guy up in Canada, if if he's if he's making the change, well then. Maybe we we gotta jump in on that as well. Ha ha ha! I'm such a funny guy. No, with with Metal Edge, it's not one that I you know because there just wasn't enough meat on the bone for me for that with for that stuff at the time. Mrs. Snowy enjoyed it though. Okay, because she got into she she was more she was a big hair fan. And she loved the Bon Jovi's and and stuff like that, Def Leppard and all that. She was she was getting into Def Leppard as I was. Okay, that's enough of this. Man, I wish I still had my old magazines because I can't remember what I was reading. Like I remember Circus, <laughs> I remember Hip Raider, I remember Metal Edge, and I can remember very specifically a buddy of mine and I rode our bicycles to a grocery store, I bought a heavy metal magazine because Megadeth was on it, in it, and there was like a full page ad for Peace Cells and I I can't remember what that magazine was called this is driving me nuts like, <laughs> and like I'm looking like at a list of magazines here and mm-hmm. like none of these sound right like like in the M, everything sounds like what you talk about all the time, unless it was Metal Hammer. But, like, you know, you talk about uh, Metal Forces and Metal, is it Metal Sucks? And, you know, like, I, dude, I just, uh, I feel like there's a hole in my childhood right now. Like, this is just terrible. Hey, hey, it's, it happens. It happens. I've, I've, uh, like, I I had a domestic situation here that I'm not going I'm not going to go in into and all that but I lost I lost a a good chunk of 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 my metal magazines from back then I lost a lot of my metal forces and screamer and fanzines and all that F- fortunately I still have all my revolvers all my brave words all my metal maniacs and all that but ah oh, it's just there's there's so much that I lost and like I'm I'm afraid like to go on to uh eBay to try to find some old metal forces because I'm sure a lot of those are probably going for a pretty penny. Hey, so now. it's so funny you say that, right? Because I was actually looking for some old guitar magazines because a few years back I bought some from the eighties for like maybe like twelve bucks each, which at the time I thought was ridiculous, but I'm like, okay. You know, it's worth it to get the music because, you know, like that's what I was buying it for was I was buying it for the, the tabs. And I went on looking for to to fill some holes in my collection from like my first year of, the, of this one magazine. They wanted 50 bucks for an issue. Oh, I'm like, you're out know. of your mind. 
Like there's yeah. nothing in there. Well, man, maybe again, like with the tabs. Cause like, I, I think I told you, I started taking guitar lessons again. And, um, my guitar teacher, we were looking something up on like one of the, one of the big guitar tab sites. And he's, he's playing and he's like, this isn't right. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so either. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have tabs here somewhere. Let me find it. And of course, I found one of my 1980s guitar magazines that had the song I was looking for. And mm-hmm. I sent it over to him. He's like, dude, he's like, yes. He's like, that's going to be accurate. Because back in the day, I mean, like there's one guy, Wolf Marshall, that did like all that stuff. He he did like all the transcriptions and he did like all these you know, books for like Cherry Lane and they became how Leonard, like there was a time where, you know, to, to play guitar, like even though it's rock and roll, people still had to understand sheet music. They still had to be able to understand timing and rhythm and write things. And I just feel like that's really gone downhill. And that's why, like I look for some of those old magazines because I, I can trust that that shit's accurate. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like this, this. Is like this is. We should just call this like tangent. This episode. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, yeah, chasing topics. Uh, yeah, we definitely been all over the. But hey, that's. I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that. And okay, <sighs> when we have conversations like this, it makes me go ding. and it gives me ideas for future discussions. And I've already just. From the last 10 minutes, yeah. I've got some cool ideas already uh, brewing in my little brain that we will discuss off the air. What we will do right now is drop some cool stuff here for some Juno nominees. Let's let's drop that vile creature record, Glory, Glory, Apathy, Took Helm. This is Harbringer of Nothing.
drop a track as well from the mighty unleash the archers yeah they got newer material out but i thought you know what let's go back let's go back when they were a really cool indie band just uh trying to make their name in the canadian metal scene their first release was behold the devastation and that was The Destroyer. Great stuff, great stuff, great band. If Vile Creature doesn't win it, then I certainly would like Unleash the Archers to. And um, 
Let's let's get Vile Creature on the show one of these times. I think it's a band that would go over big with our listeners. Unfortunately, hailing from San Diego, this band will not be winning any Junos, but hey, maybe someday they'll make their way maybe into the metal category in the Grammys, and it will all start with their appearance in our Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. As I just mentioned hailing from san diego the latest release from a monarch came across my desk their album future shock will be available april 16th and this is some kick-ass stuff this is a great band i probably could have waited a little while longer to put it out there a little closer to release time but ah, i guess i just couldn't hold my metal wad because this is a kick-ass band with a name like shred or die okay their their first single off of that record you know they kind of you might have some idea of what they might be all about but one of the things that caught my attention about this video okay as well they're not afraid to kind of make a statement and try to have something to say. So that cemented us featuring San Diego's Monarch in our Indie Spotlight.
them out. Maybe just go to their website, monarch.band.com. I'm sure there'll be all sorts of cool links, including facebook.com slash monarch thrash. Great stuff, great stuff. And like I said, hope to see a lot a, um, a lot more from them. They definitely deserve it. Well, my friend, how's your throat? Do you need a Do you need a drink? Do you I think need I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, man. This Holy Goat has been a pretty good beer. Okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure about it because it was like a Maybach with raisins, and I'm like, okay. Um, it was it was I was afraid it was gonna be like another like IPA or another hazy IPA. So I feel like that's what everybody's making nowadays. But damn, mm-hmm. this, this was a really good beer. I enjoyed it. I get it again. Right on, right on. Like I said, I got to start getting all these co- these cool beers up in this area. I just don't seem to. Oh. I feel like when we finally get together, we have to do some sort of like beer show. Because like if we if we finally get together in the same place, I feel like we just need to sit down with a recorder and just do like a series of different things. Like even <laughs> if it's just like short things we put out. Like okay, like you and I go to, um, like it, like in Virginia. If like like or like the Maryland Death Fest happens, I guarantee I can find a great beer bar that has like a shitload of beers, or a place mm-hmm. we can go, and we'll just get like a twelve you know twelve different beers and sit there and just try this shit and just talk about it you know like find all sorts of metal themed beers, and we'll drink it. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm always down for having a couple pints. And talking metal. How can uh, people get a hold of us to talk metal? Well. Oh, damn it. It's so crazy to figure this, this shit out now. Hang on. I, um, I, I was going to check us out on. <laughs> so so I, I was trying to be clever this week because, you know, I always say like, here is first on purerockradio.net. Right. And um, at Thursdays, but I'm like, you know what? I want to find the time and I'm refreshing everything. And it's because, oh my God, there's two central times. Saskatchewan doesn't follow whatever. So <laughs> I think that if you go at 6 p.m. central time, you're going to find radioactive metal. Um, the good news is we talk so damn long that even if you're an hour late, you're only going to come in like the middle. So mm-hmm. then you'll know to be an hour earlier next time. Um, but purerockradio.net, that's where you can hear us first every Thursday, right? Um, I, I was mm-hmm. looking at this. I'm like, I really need to like start listening to this one at work. You know, like 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 I need, uh, like I'm always looking for like a good radio station to listen to. And I'm going through Pandora and I'm getting bored. And I'm like, I really need to, because there's a shitload of great shows on here. There is. There right. Is. And, you know, it, it, like aside from just like the other, you know, regular programming they do, but just really there's a lot of great shows here on Pure Arc Radio. So PureArcRadio.net, that's where you're going to find us first. That's where you can hear the show first every week. If you miss us there, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to, you know, the Google Play Store, whatever the fuck it's called now, because we keep changing stuff, you know. But right. um, you can hear us there on Fridays, right? Because that's when the snowman gets the show up. 
And, um, if, you know, after that, keep up with, keep up with us on facebook.com slash rad metal. Um, you can check out everything we've talked about tonight. It's going to be like a week old on the Instagram. We've got to get better at this, you know, um, but everything Snowy's talked about is up on at rad metal 666 on Instagram, right? So mm-hmm. check us out there. I actually did post something on our Twitter today. Or no, or oh, right I just da- tag our Twitter. But it's the same as our Instagram, at RedMetal666. And then if you're like, well, you know, Joe Rogan's on Spotify, so that's where I get my podcast. Why aren't you guys on Spotify? Well, we are on Spotify thanks to the fine folks at Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com, a whole host of lifestyle podcasts. It's a wrestling place over there. You'll even find this other uh, wrestling podcast with a host that sounds a lot like Snowy called Wrestling Night in Canada. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, You'll be able to check it out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but so we've got that going on and I feel like that's all of it other than let's say that you are feeling nostalgic like myself Snowy you're not going to believe this but I've actually been looking at typewriters. Oh. I've been looking okay. at typewriters cuz I was just curious like you know do they sell them anymore like like before computers kids you know you had to type things and when you pushed a key that was it. There was no delete. There was no backspace. You mm-hmm. you push the J key by accident, and you had a J on the paper, right? That's how it worked. Mm-hmm. And so I've been looking at that. And there's a company that makes these beautiful keyboards that are really expensive, but they're Bluetooth. And you can use them with, like, your iPad or your computer or whatever. That's a, It's a mechanical um, like, old style. And when I say old style, I mean, like, old mechanical manual typewriter. Like, do you remember the manual typewriters? My grandfather had an electric one. Um, Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. But before the electric one, I think he was like a brother 2000. Like he, he loved his typewriters, right? He had this, I mean, I wonder if, I wonder if we have it anywhere. He had this beautiful old typewriter that all the keys would get stuck together because my sister and I would push too many things at once. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh damn! Like I really do miss the typewriter. Like there's just something about that old school typewriter. But anyway, if you're feeling nostalgic like I've been feeling, and you're like, "Damn it, man! I just, I, I want to write a letter," or maybe you just got yourself an old school typewriter and be like, "Who could I write a letter to?" Good news. You contact us, us through any one of those ways that we just mentioned. Go to the Facebook page, message us, or drop us a line at radmetal666 at gmail.com. And we'll get you Snowy's address, and the two of you can write letters. Hell, mm-hmm. send us a cassette and, well, and the link to find the MP3. But if you send us a cassette, we'll not only gush over it, um, you will guarantee airplay. Like, I can mm-hmm. promise you, if you send us a cassette, you're going to get airplay. That's right. That's right. Because we're still, I still, I love those, those old demo days, those old tape trading days and all that and doing the whole pen banger section. Speaking of Metal Forces magazine and all that. that Yeah. Yeah. Those were amazing days. And I would love to do some of that with some of our listeners. And of course, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. You send your buddy's band 
you know, a cassette, a demo tape of that. We'll make sure to get them on the top of our long list of cool uh, indie indie spotlight bands because any any okay because that's the way it had to be done back then. There was no, no nothing was instant on the interwebs. There was no Bandcamp. There was no there was no Facebook and all that. You had to do it the old fashioned way. And any band that puts in that type of effort, you know, we help those that help themselves. Like that's what my old second grade teacher used to used to used to say and you'd be amazed about all that stuff that you thought your old teacher was full of shit about now as you become an adult yourself you look back and you say god mrs johnson was right you know darn her <laughs> you, know, you know so yeah we like to help those that help themselves and that would definitely be a big help to get your cool shit on radioactive Metal. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. Well, just like every episode, this has been an award-winning episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, reminding you that this episode right here is the episode where we officially named Snowy's penis Mornier. <laughs> I, I can't top that, so signing off. <laughs> Oh, hey, okay, whoa, 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 yeah, before we do, um, I'm going to track to go out on from that aforementioned Bikini Kill record that I was so stoked to pick up and the track Rebel Girl. Let's go out on that. Once again, I'm Snow White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.